Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back in the mix on Friday, Sports Talk Edition. Jeff Nowak and Steve Geller hanging out with you, and we are now joined by the voice of the New Orleans Saints, Mike Haas. Mike, how is your Friday going? Are you planning to go in and out to any of the parades tonight? Not tonight. We've got to rest up tonight because we're uh, my wife and I are, in fact, with uh, Mike uh, and Bobby tomorrow in the Mad Hatter's parade. Uh-huh. So going to get a chill tonight so I can you know warm up the arm tomorrow. And, uh, you know, hopefully the weather will uh, get better than it is kind of right now, but we'll, we'll wait and see. No, definitely looking forward to that, too. That's going to be my first parade, uh, hopefully, of the season tomorrow, going to the Mad Hatters one as well, enjoying Family Gras. Uh, just always uh, have a good time there and just think it's a, a real, real colorful and well-done parade. Good. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't, you know, the, the Family Gras idea has was such a wonderful thing. And it's, you know, just been built upon each each year. So, yeah, I'm, we're looking forward to it big time. We're going to be on DeMario Davis's float. And nice. you had to pick one. I mean, if you had to pick one saint, uh, you know, that as, as you would say, yeah, let me let me get on that guy's float. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. He, he's an outstanding human being. Pro Bowl champion DeMario Davis, I might add. It's quite an accolade. Exactly. 84k in his pocket, so he's going to be throwing out dollar bills. Um, but no, so yeah, let, let's. I just want to get your insight on, you know, what do you think of Derek Carr of all this? Because you got to see him close up and personal, as we all did in the Superdome. And I almost feel like, you know, if you're the Saints trying to decide whether you do want Derek Carr, you almost want to erase that from your memory banks because that's not the game you want to look at. But what is your kind of take on whether you would like to see Derek Carr in a Saints uniform and if that would move the needle over Andy Dalton, which, you know, if you ask Bobby Bear, he would say definitively no. You know, I, I'm not ambivalent, but I'm like, at this juncture, uh, yeah, let's give it a shot. I mean, it's, I think Dennis Allen is pushing his chips all in on his people, right? Mm-hmm. Carr, the coaches. And I will say this about Derek Carr, and I'm like you. I do a race the October 30th week eight loss where they just looked, you know, they were sick. Until right? the backup I came spent, in. Yeah. I spent the, the, that week watching them before the Saints game, like the last four weeks. So week four, five, six, and seven. And I was e- enormously impressed with how one Jacobs was, was running, which was a key of course, and he didn't do anything against the Saints, but really just how effective Carr was running the, the, the ball if he had to. They lost early to the Chiefs again. They could have easily won. Their record really wasn't indicative of how good they were. So I, I think the bar, we went from the bar being maybe one of the highest in the NFL with Drew Brees to now looking for an efficient play caller who can do the things to, to keep to score enough points 
and if the defense can keep can give them about 17, and that's how you're going to win. So, I, I, you know, to me, it, it would be something different. If, if, if the choices are going back with the same thing last year, I'm all for something new. He's definitely not exciting. Right, like, like we can say that with like with conviction is like right. it's not a it's but not I mean, a guy who, you're gonna be like oh my gosh they they got him you know right so take Lamar Jackson out of the the conversation that I know Bobby and Mike talked about take him off the board and look at the rest of the free agents who who on that list do you go ooh <laughs> right. I mean there's a reason they're free agents but there's also a reason that like twelve of the first fifteen teams in the draft have quarterback is either their number one or two need. So either you got one or you don't. And they're not out there in the free agent market just sitting around. Mike, we talked about a lot of things going continuity-wise heading into last season. That was the big, I guess you would say, buzzword for this Saints squad. But after now going through this offseason and losing a number of coaches, it's kind of hard to, I guess you would say, that that message is still as clear going into the 2023 season. Yeah, I don't think that Dennis had a whole lot of choice. It was a weird situation, right? Because yeah. Sean leaves, and then he leaves, you know, uh, a 9-8 and eight team that's, you know, with the Rams and Niners, a hair of making the playoffs, and they finished strong. And I've always said, really, in the last couple of years, the Saints have been tweeners, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're not in a, really a position where they can blow it up and really should blow it up. So you're kind of just, hoping to fill in a, a spot here and there. So they really haven't had this kind of situation to, to blow it up. So you're right. So what's Dennis going to do? Come in and just go make these massive changes and let people go from a from a squad that is two years you know removed from Sean and Drew in the playoffs? I, I felt that it was a tough situation. But after last year, 7-10, and 10, like I say, he's putting his chips in the middle of the table. He's going with his people. And we're going to win or lose. Uh, with his guys, but the whole continuity thing, I don't think he had much of a choice. He, he kind of had to you know, go that route. Yeah, I mean, the the interesting thing to me is, you know, we're talking about continuity, but on the offensive side of the ball, which is not Dennis Allen's kind of, you know, all-in side of the ball, they, are, they do have a good bit of continuity, but it's on the defense where you've made a right. lot of changes. And I know you, you did mention, you know, these are – these are Dennis Allen's guys, right? Like Joe Woods is a guy he had in his staff in 2014. Marcus Robertson's a guy he had in his staff in 2014. Derek Carr is a guy he drafted in 2014. And I do think it's interesting when you kind of hear people, it's like, wow, he's trying, he's getting the band back together from a team that <laughs> lost a bunch of games. Well, this these are guys from the 2014 season, not necessarily 2012 and 2013. And I, I, do, I do wonder, it, you know, where that kind of, mindset is of like yeah let's let's rebuild the 2014 Raiders I do find that interesting what do you think about that yeah well, I mean it was not it was it was the end for him and so right. the beginning for others and it was a, a, a bad situation so it's either a, ba- a bad situation in Oakland and you know trying to pick up after Sean or maybe there's there's you know there's a coordinator out there or head coach I think we're going to learn a lot more this year, I felt like he wanted to make such a drastic change between kind of the Sean years and he is the new coach that, you know, maybe he was, he, he was a little, maybe he wasn't as hard on them at camp as maybe he wanted to be because Sean was so detail oriented and so kind of tough. 
that maybe he went maybe a little too far. I don't know. It's just, you can you can go it's just a, a thousand different ways. It's just to me, I, I never because of the way things ended in Oakland and he was bringing in new people in fourteen like Carr and he was on his way out. It just feels like you know it's I, I never I don't look at this like that like hey he's getting the band back together and the band was pretty crappy. Mike, we're looking at the Super Bowl Sunday, the end of the season. Uh, all wraps up in Arizona. I know next year the Super, I believe, is Las Vegas, and then after that, finally back in New Orleans. And I know you have a pretty good idea of what goes into you know getting ready uh, or getting the stadium ready for a big event like this. Um, are are you already counting down to that that big game coming to New Orleans? Well, we're we because of the renovation, obviously, and we yeah. we fit things in a very tight window. I was talking with Tom Perumian just yet this week, and the window is there's so much work to get done. You really can't go 2025. You got to go, okay, uh, August of 2023. That's your next goal, right? And then it's August of 2024 because really by that point. Will we be 100% complete? We have. We certainly expect so. But, you know, there'll be some punchless stuff during the Saints 2024 season. But really, you got to be ready. You can't have cranes in here in October of 24 uh, and the Super Bowl in, in February. But it's interesting because there's a lot of our people that work here at ASM, and that's how well-respected New Orleans is. And the people who work Super Bowls, they're all in Arizona this week helping the NFL put on this game so man 2025 to me like in some respects feels like a mountain away <laughs> and in some respects it's like it's going to be you know, when you start thinking about that 2024 season yeah like, you got to be ready it's right it's right upon us you know I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, i am curious you know however much you can share i don't know how how in set in stone it is but obviously there was a lot of game day kind of changes this year based on the renovations and how you had to get to your seats and egress and ingress and all that you know, all those words, you know, will that be the same next season for, for Saints fans as they go in and out of the building or will there be major changes in that, in that respect? There'll, there'll be some changes. What, but because of the situation again, that we're in where we're, you know, threading the needle, right. this team couldn't go somewhere else and play for two years while we built a stadium. This was the best option. So you, between the end of the Saints season, which we always hoped would be the NFC championship and then essence in July, you got to fit in the renovation. And so, what? Ha- so, th- like, but this year for the fall of '23, and we say fall, which we, we don't really get till November, but we we know what I'm talking about. Right. For fall of '23, we'll have new things coming on board. There will be new atriums. There will be a new sideline club, but that will be on one side of the building. So, people that had some challenges last year you're going to get some of the new niceties first this year. And the people that had no challenges last year, well, you're going to have some challenges this year. And then after that, it's all going to be beautiful. And it is going to be a game changing uh, game experience difference. And I, I, that I say uh, unequivocally uh, when, when this is done, uh, it, it is going to be changing the way how people view the game, where they view it, how they get to their seats, how they get their food. It's not this is not a paint job. Uh, so it, it, it's good. But the, yeah, there's going to be some challenges 
for this coming football season, but not, not as much as last year. And you'll have some new bells and whistles to really focus upon. Yeah, I think we went, on, we went on that tour last year and you kind of laid out, you know, a lot of kind of what the work's being done and where it's being done and all that. And I know one of the things that you mentioned, and I think it is a really big difference from what you have now, is there's going to be a lot more natural light in that building and you're going to have the sun shining in as opposed to kind of fluorescence. And I think that is going to be a major change in making it feel more modern. Right, especially on the perimeter. I'm not saying perimeter, I mean the interior perimeter with these two new atriums that are coming on board, opening up this fall. Uh, if you want to think of the building as, a, as a, a, a quad almost, the two corners closest to Poitiers, we call them northwest and northeast because, you know, how much we love, you know, using directions here in New Orleans. Uh, they're going to be ready, and they're, you're right. They're going to be these open, massive lobby entrances where people can come, meet, greet, bars, food, you know, it's not before when we would walk in an entrance and a gate, it would be really just a pass through. You wouldn't, you wouldn't stay in your, in your portal. You just walk through to get to the concourse. Well, now these, these lobbies are so big and they're going to have so many activities that it'll be like a meeting place. We've never really had a meeting place inside the building. So it's that there's so many cool aspects. You're going to come aboard even this fall uh, for a lot, a lot of the building. Chatting with the great Mike Haas right now, voice of the New Orleans Saints. And Mike, how you feeling about this Super Bowl matchup on Sunday? I know we saw the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, in Week 17 against the Saints, but they weren't the same team they are now, obviously. Gardner Minshew, a guy that was under center then. Also, I believe Lane Johnson was out that game for the offensive line. They didn't yeah. look like they were giving any kind of protection uh, like they've been known for this entire season. And the Kansas City Chiefs team, obviously we haven't gotten to see them. Uh, Patrick Mahomes coming off of an injury, believed to be as close to 100% as you can, though, for this matchup. Yeah, to me, it's it's the Eagles are, it's the complete Philadelphia Eagles offense, defense, special teams against Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the Eagles have... I mean, the Chiefs had 55 sacks. They were second in the NFL, and they lost by 15 to the Eagles, who had 70. And so I, I feel like the Eagles have a better overall defense, can do the one thing you have to do and put pressure on Mahomes. And I think offensively, if they can keep this game close, where the Eagles stay in their offensive game plan, they don't have to kind of abandon their game plan. They can continue to – read option and run option with, with Hurts, who I think also each time is, is getting closer and closer to 100%. I mean, the Eagles, to me, are a very hard team to beat if they're playing with Jalen and playing pretty well, whereas the Chiefs, on the other hand, to me, are Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I mean, they have to play perfectly, to me, taking out injuries and taking out turnovers and, and, and things like that. I mean, I think the Eagles are, I mean, I've, you know, it's a, it's a pick. I'm like one and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I personally, I think the Eagles will win despite what, you know, again, when we played them, it was Gardner Minshew. Um, and it's just a different offense with, with Jalen. So I think, I hope the game is as good as the storylines because it's the both number one seeds, the Kelsey brothers, you know, Andy Reid against his former team. There's a lot of things going on. But sometimes when they build these games up to be the best, <laughs> eh, not not so much. But hopefully this one will. 
Awesome. Appreciate the time today, Mike. We'll be talking to you soon, obviously. All right, gentlemen. Have a good weekend. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras, Mike. WWL, you're home for NFL football Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles squaring off in the Super Bowl 57. You can join Scott Graham and the Westwood One crew live from Arizona. We'll have all the action. Will Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes win their second title in four seasons? Or will Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni lead Philly faithful to a win as a Super Bowl they won had five years ago? Take the big game wherever you go. Catch Super Bowl 57 Sunday. The preview starts at 1. Official pregame at 4. Kickoff 5.30 on WWL and the Odyssey app. Coming back with more sports talk after the break here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.